Good morning, church. Can you believe that we are at the end of January? We just started the year, right? And now we're almost, well, we're a month in now. So as we end this month and we prepare to go into a new one, there's a topic that I felt we need to talk about, something that I think we all struggle with, something that we need a little help with, and that is being overwhelmed. Now, this isn't going to be an in-depth Bible study, but it is going to be a practical message, something that we can apply in our lives to help us cope with the overwhelm. And the truth is that overwhelm is a feeling that all of us relate to, right? I'm not alone in that. And it's not just the adults that struggle with it. Everybody, from children to adults, deal with overwhelm to some degree and at some point in their lives. And for some people, it kind of feels like the overwhelm never really goes away. There's always something that is overwhelming us. So as I said, we just started the year. And we know that the beginning of a new year brings with it feelings of excitement, right? There's anticipation. There's expectation. We are motivated. There's so much that we can expect from a new year. There's so many new possibilities. But as we get back into our routines, as we get back into our daily life, as life returns to normal after the holiday season, the emotions of anticipation slowly become emotions of overwhelm. Why? Because the realization of what needs to be done in this year settles in. When we see the workload begin to mount, the demands of school, of work, of family life, whatever season you are currently in at this point in the year, there is probably something in it that is already stressing you out. That overwhelm is starting to creep in. Now, let me first start off by saying there is nothing to be ashamed of when you experience overwhelm. It is not a sign of weakness. There's nothing wrong with you. It is normal to feel overwhelmed. Life is stressful. There's a lot of things that are calling for our attention. There's a long list of tasks that we need to complete. There's a lot of information coming at us on a daily basis. There are a lot of decisions to be made, and it, it, it is all very overwhelming. So feeling that way is normal. But if we are not careful, feeling overwhelmed can hinder us from doing what we need to do. It can paralyze us. We either become so overwhelmed that we freeze because we don't know what to do, so we don't do anything. Or we become so overwhelmed that we kind of enter this survival mode. We're just going through the motions and we're not putting in the right amount of effort, so we're not actually achieving what we could. So although feeling overwhelmed is normal, we need to learn to overcome it so that we are not overcome by it. And I know that this is easier said than done, because when we are overwhelmed, we become consumed by the worry and the stress and the anxiety, that we become blinded to anything else. But I want to remind you this morning that there is hope. There is a way to fight it, and we can overcome it. So I'm going to talk about three things that we can do when we feel overwhelmed. These are three brief action steps to help us. This is not an exhaustive list, but doing these things might help you get to where you need to be. It might help you get to other things you need to do. And it also does not mean that doing these things will take the overwhelm away. It's not a cure-all but it is going to help us cope. It's going to lead us towards where we need to be. And the truth is, these three things are nothing new. 
When you hear them, you're going to be like, I already know. I know to do that. But it's funny, we know it, but we don't apply it. And sometimes we need to be reminded of these very basic, very common sense things. So even though we know these things, let's be reminded this morning to not just know them, but actually do them. So as I already said, overwhelm is normal. It's a common human emotion. Even though it feels like the frequency and intensity of the overwhelm we feel these days is new, but the emotion itself is not. We can find many examples in scripture of people who are overwhelmed. And probably one of the most common examples is David. There are many passages in the book of Psalms where what we read, what he is describing, what he is expressing is overwhelm. And we're going to look at some of those verses today because here's the thing, David doesn't just express his overwhelm. He also expresses his hope. And we can learn from this because David, he didn't just allow overwhelm to overcome him. He overcame it because of his source of hope, of strength, and of guidance. So let's start with Psalm 61, verses 1 to 2. It says, Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Hear my cry, O God. When we cry out, it's not usually because we're in a good place. When we cry out, it is because we need help, because we are struggling. We cry out when our hearts are overwhelmed. And what David is saying here is, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Who is the rock? Jesus, God. God is our rock. So when David was overwhelmed, he turned to God. He would look to God in the middle of his pain, in the middle of his troubles, and his eyes turned toward the Lord. And that is our first point. Now, during this month, we've kind of been using some props, right, to help, help us remember things. So I'm going to be doing the same thing. And our first point this morning is to adjust our focus. And I'm going to be using a camera to illustrate this. Because when you take a photo, you focus on the thing that you want to capture, right? You don't focus on the wrong thing. You focus on what you're trying to take a photo of. So whatever you're focusing on is the subject of the image. Likewise, whatever you focus on becomes the subject of your thoughts. So if you are focused on the wrong thing, if you are focused on everything that is overwhelming you, well, then that's all you're going to see. It is going to be what you are constantly thinking of. It is going to be what has your attention. So I've got an image to kind of illustrate this. Overwhelm kind of looks like this. When you have a photo where everything is in focus. And there's a lot to look at. You don't really know where to look first. Everything is in focus. And that's life. When we are overwhelmed, we're looking at everything and it becomes a lot. But when we adjust our focus, can move to the next image, it becomes easier to know where our attention should be. We don't have to work so hard to know what to look at because the subject of the photo is clear. 
And what we focus on is also important. So in this image, we're focused on a Bible just to illustrate that our focus should be on God. Psalm 121 verses one to two says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I lift up my eyes. That's an adjustment of focus. He's looking up towards his helper. He's adjusting his gaze and placing the focus on God, not his problems. Another verse that reminds us to adjust our focus is Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. That's a tough one. Who struggles to be still? If your hand isn't up, tell me your secrets. How do you do it? How do you manage to be still? Because in today's life, there is always something calling for our attention. Whether it's someone calling you, whether it's that project you have to finish, whether it's a notification on your phone, it could even be an unsettling within that we are trying to distract ourselves from. Because when we are still, we are reminded of things going on inside. And so we struggle. We're always reaching for distraction. But we need to learn to be still. Why? Because it helps us adjust our focus. Be still and know that I am God. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, and this is easier said than done, but listen to me, when you're feeling overwhelmed, stop. Be still. Take a moment and remember what he has done. Lift up your eyes and look to your helper. Stop looking at everything in front of you, everything that needs to be done, everything that is stressing you out. Just stop, be still, take a deep breath and adjust your focus. And this can be challenging. Because when we are overwhelmed, when there's all the stuff that is staring at us that we need to do, we just wanna get it done. Or we just want answers. We want to find out how can I overcome this? But sometimes we just need to be still. There have been nights where I have been kept up by anxiety. And I'm not just talking about just racing thoughts. I'm talking about anxiety where my heart is racing, my chest is tight, I'm struggling to breathe, anxiousness. And I have had to adjust my focus in those moments. And the one way that I knew how to do this, the one way I knew how to fight off the anxiety was to listen to music. Not just any music. For me, there were two particular songs that helped me. I would listen to these songs on repeat if I had to. If the first time wasn't enough, I just listened to it on repeat until the anxiety settled. Because those songs helped me adjust my focus from what I was feeling, from my anxiety, from whatever was weighing on me, and place it on God and the peace that he gives me. And it's not easy. And maybe for you it's something different. Maybe for you it's getting down on your knees and praying. Maybe it's spending time in his word. Maybe it's also listening to music, whatever it is. But find that thing that works for you, where you can be still, silence the thoughts that are going on in your head and adjust your focus to the one who brings you comfort, to the one who brings you peace, to the one 
who overcomes. See, in the middle of the chaos of what I was feeling, of what was going on, I had to remind myself of who was in control. I had to remind myself that God was with me. I had to remind myself that God had helped me before and he will help me again. It's amazing when we're going through something, we kind of forget what he's already done. We forget all the breakthroughs and the blessings of the past and we just focus on this overwhelm. But we need to be reminded of who God is. Isaiah 46 verse nine tells us, remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. The context of that verse is when the Israelites were once again losing focus. They had their little idols, they were worshiping other gods, they were carrying these little things with them. They had lost their focus, they had lost their attention on God. And God is saying, remember the former things, all the things I did for you, taking you out of Egypt, everything I did with, when you were in the desert. Remember those things, remember how I have come through for you, how I have protected you, how I have guided you. Remember the former things, because I am God. There is none like me. And it, it was relevant for the Israelites then, it is relevant for us today. Because sometimes our overwhelm becomes our idol. So stop looking at the overwhelm and adjust your focus. Remember what he has done. Remind yourself, he did that, he can do it again. He came through before, he will come through again. When, when we adjust our focus and place it on God, we find a sense of calm, we find peace, we find strength, and we find comfort in knowing that he will help us with whatever lies ahead. He gives us guidance and wisdom to know what to prioritize in our lives, what to let go of, and what to do next. See, when we adjust our focus, it doesn't magically remove everything else. We saw that in the image just now, when the focus was on the Bible, the other stuff was still there. It was just in the background. So when we adjust our focus, the stuff that's overwhelming us doesn't disappear, but it is not the thing that consumes us. In other words, when we focus on God, he becomes the main point of our focus, and the rest is just there, in the background. I read an article where the author was talking about a time where he and his team were experiencing a great amount of overwhelm. And so what they did is they proceeded to pray and worship together for an hour, and that's when things shifted. And then he had this to say, I still felt overwhelmed, but my focus had changed. And my focus is what determines what is allowed to influence me. What are you allowing to influence you? What are you focused on? Now here's something else we need to realize about overwhelm. When we experience it, it is actually a warning signal. It is your red light saying your attention is on the wrong thing. You've lost your focus. So when we experience overwhelm, it is reminding us to readjust. And once we have our focus adjusted, then we can see things a little more clearly and we can know what our next step is. So point number two, we all have shoes on, right? 
We use shoes every day. Do you put shoes on and then just stay in the same place? You put shoes on because you're going to walk. So point number two is take that next step. Now I said just now that the Lord will give us guidance and wisdom to know what to prioritize, what to let go of, and what to do next. Very often we paralyze ourselves because we're thinking of the magnitude of the things that we have to do. We're looking at where we are headed, where we need to be, rather than just looking at where we are now and seeing what our next step is. What is the next necessary thing for me to do? Imagine if like the Israelite army, David had looked at Goliath and allowed the size and strength of Goliath to overwhelm him, to paralyze him. David would not have overcome. But instead, he took the next step. He trusted that God was with him. He went, he collected his rocks. He put that stone in the slingshot and he took his shot and he overcame. Every step of the way, he took the necessary step. He did what was needed to be done next. He didn't allow the overwhelming situation to keep him frozen in place. So take your next step. As the ancient proverb goes, a journey of a thousand miles starts with a first step. Have you ever thought about how far a journey of a thousand miles is? Let's put it into context. From where we are here, that is a distance further than Cape Town. So imagine walking from where we are now, here in Pretoria, all the way to Cape Town, and then add on an extra 200 kilometers. That's overwhelming. If you were to think about walking to Cape Town right now, thinking about what that journey would entail, thinking about how far it is, how long it's going to take, the effort it's going to take, I guarantee you none of us will start. We're just going to, no, it's too much, too overwhelming but it is possible to do. In fact, a couple years ago, someone I know, along with two friends, ran from Pretoria to Cape Town. They were raising funds and awareness for a charity. Now, obviously, they didn't run the entire day. They did take breaks along the way. But imagine if they had looked at this distance they have to run, the amount of preparation, because there was training required before that, right? All along the way, there were plenty of opportunities to give up, I'm sure. There were plenty of opportunities for them to look at this and say, this is crazy, be overwhelmed by it, and just give up. But they didn't. They just took the next step. They did their training, they started, they put one foot in front of the other, and day by day, step by step, they achieved their goal. It took them 38 days, but they did it. They did not allow overwhelm to stop them. They just did what was necessary to do next. They didn't look at how far Cape Town was. They just said, I've got to take just these few more steps, just these few more kilometers, then I can rest and we'll continue tomorrow. Take that next step. Whatever task, whatever project or season in life is causing you to feel overwhelmed right now, stop looking at how big it is how difficult it is, how much time it's going to require of you, and ask yourself this, 
What must I do next? And when you have that answer, take that step. Now recently I came across a poem that was first published in 1897. So it's an old poem. Yet 126 years later, it is still encouraging people to do the next thing. Now this poem has five verses, but I want to read three of those verses to you today as a gentle nudge to take your next step. The poem is called, Do the Next Thing, and it's written by Mrs. George A. Paul. Now, I said it's an old poem, okay? So, old English, here we come. From an old English parsonage down by the sea, there came in the twilight a message to me. Its quaint Saxon legend, deeply engraven, hath, it seems to me, teaching from heaven. And on through the doors, the quiet words ring, like a low inspiration, do the next thing. Many a questioning, many a fear, many a doubt hath, it, hath its quieting here. Many a moment let down from heaven, time, opportunity, and guidance are given. Fear not tomorrows, child of the king, trust them with Jesus, do the next thing. Do it immediately, do it with prayer. Do it reliantly, casting all care. Do it with reverence, tracing his hand, who placed it before thee with earnest command. Stayed on omnipotence, safe neath his wing. Leave all results. Do the next thing. Do not let the overwhelm stop you from taking that next step. Do not be so consumed by, over and by the outcome. Just do what is necessary. Do the next thing. So put your shoes on, adjust your focus, and with confidence in the Lord, boldly take that next step. And when we're looking at what our next steps should be, sometimes we realize that the next step is to talk to someone. And that's our third and final point this morning, is to be connected. And it's very easy to remember this one because we all carry it around with us. Be connected. See, one of the worst things we can do when we are overwhelmed is to isolate ourselves, is to try and handle that burden alone. Yet that is exactly what so many of us do. We become so overwhelmed that we retreat. We shut down, we push people away, we build up walls. I know, because that's what I do. When I am overwhelmed, I retreat. I have the tendency to isolate. Either it's because I don't want to bother people with my problems, or it's because I have the tendency to internalize a lot of stuff, and so I internalize and I try to process my problems by myself. And for a little bit, it seems like that's working, until I realize it's not until I realize I'm beginning to crack under the weight of burden. And so when I realize I'm beginning to crack, I reach out. But listen, reaching out should not be our last resort. This is what I'm learning and this is what I think all of us need to learn. We do not reach out when we are struggling intensely. As soon as the overwhelm creeps in, we reach out. We need to be connected. Now, here's the thing with these lovely devices. 
They connect you to all sorts of things. So it's not enough for me to just say be connected. We have to ask, to what should I be connected? To whom? First and foremost, we need to be connected to God. When we adjust our focus, it's going to keep coming back to that. When we adjust our focus, we are connecting with him. We're spending time in his presence. We're reading his word. We're praying. We're listening to him, seeking his guidance, his wisdom. We should be connected to him first. But then we also need to be connected to others. To our family, to our church, to our friends. These people form a community which gives us support. So as soon as something is weighing on me, I should have someone that I can reach out to. Someone I can call, someone I can text, someone I know is going to be there for me, who's going to listen to me, who's going to help me, who's going to comfort me, who might even correct me if I need it, but someone who is going to be there. Someone that I am connected to. And we don't just need to have someone like that. We need to be someone like that. We should have people that we can connect to and we should be people that others can connect to. So I must have my community that I can reach out to, but my community should be able to reach out to me as well. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 says, Carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. What is the law that they're referring to here? What is the law of Christ that we are fulfilling by carrying each other's burdens? Love. Love one another. That is how we fulfill that law. It's one of the ways that we love each other is by carrying each other's burdens, by offering support and care. I'm sure we've all heard the quote, a burden shared is a burden halved. And oftentimes, just talking about what is burdening you is enough to make you feel lighter. Because understand this, we don't always need advice when we reach out. Sometimes we just need someone to listen. So sometimes in talking about our problems, it helps us process. And in talking about our problems, maybe the person or the people that we are sharing with, they might have valuable advice for us. They might have some guidance. They might have some questions that then lead to answers that we need. And sometimes just their presence is enough. Just knowing that they are there for you, that they are listening, is enough to bring us comfort. Either way, Being connected is necessary and it gives us the support that we need in times of overwhelm. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 11 says, Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you are also doing. So comfort each other and edify one another. When you're feeling overwhelmed, reach out. Don't disconnect, even if it's the easy thing to do, even if it's the automatic response. Be intentional to reach out. It might take a bit of practice before we get into the hang of depending on others, but it needs to be part of our response to overwhelm. 
Do not disconnect from the community which is there to help you. Now, understand that some of you might feel like you don't actually have someone that you can reach out to. So I want to remind you this morning, church is family. You have a community right here. So reach out. As believers, we are part of a family where we encourage each other, we support each other, we comfort, we help, we guide, we assist, we correct. We are there for one another. We love each other. We are there to be connected. So do not isolate yourself. Be connected. So if you have been feeling overwhelmed lately, what are you going to do? Adjust your focus. Take the next step. Be connected. Now these items are all items we interact with daily on a regular basis. So I hope that when you use them, you remember these three points. Now maybe you don't work with a camera like this, but what's on your phone? I'm pretty sure we're all taking photos every day of something. So you have a camera that you're, that you're using. And when you open that camera up, remember, adjust your focus. Ask yourself, what am I focusing on? When you're getting ready for the day and you put your shoes on, remind yourself to take that next step. Don't worry about your destination. Don't worry about what it is that needs to be done. The final product. What must I do today? And then take that step. And then when you pick up your phone, remember to be connected. Connected to the right things. Not the distractions. If you pick up your phone and that overwhelm's creeping in, who can you text? Who can you call? Who can you ask for help? And so I hope these items will remind you on a daily basis that being overwhelmed, it doesn't have to stay that way. You don't have to remain in that position. You don't have to be overcome by it. There is hope. There is help. And so let's do what is necessary when dealing with over, overwhelm. Go to the one who can overcome overwhelm like that. And let's not isolate ourselves, amen? So this morning, I hope that this encouraged you. I hope that this reminded you of some things that we need to be doing. Like I said, this is nothing new. We know this. But let's stop knowing, let's start doing. I know that many of us are going through things, maybe things that we haven't even spoken about yet. But everyone sitting here this morning has something that is maybe putting a bit of pressure on them. And you feel that overwhelm. Don't stay there. Don't allow it to overcome you. Let's overcome it. Amen. Let's stand and pray. And let's go into this week with these action steps ready to be applied. In every situation, young and old, doesn't matter where you're at, these will help you. So Father, this morning we thank you that the overwhelm is not going to get the better of us, Lord. Because we have the one who overcomes everything. Help us, Lord, to adjust our focus, to remain focused on you, to lift up our eyes to the one who is our helper. Help us, Lord, to be still in moments of chaos, to be reminded 
of everything that you have done for us, Lord, all the blessings, all the breakthroughs that you have already come through for us. Remind us that you can do it again. So those things that are trying to overwhelm us, that are trying to take the focus off of you, Lord, I pray that we'll push it aside, that we'll be able to be still and look to you. And Father, as we seek you, I pray, Lord, that you will guide us, that you will give us wisdom to know what we have to do next and then to have the courage to take that step. I pray that we will not be paralyzed by overwhelm, but we will have the courage to put one foot in front of the other and then one day look back and see how we came through it. And Father, give us the courage to ask for help when it is needed. To reach out to those who are there to help us, to comfort us, to listen to us, to just be there for us and to support us. I pray, Lord, that we will all have a community that we can reach to, that we'll see the people around us who want to help us. That we'll stop isolating ourselves. Help us, Lord, to be there for one another, to carry each other's burdens, to love one another the way that you have called us to love one another. So this morning, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for all the opportunities that lay ahead, Lord. But I pray that we will not be overwhelmed by what it requires from us, but that we will have your strength and your peace and your comfort within us that you will enable us to do what we need to do. So Father, as we tackle this new week, whatever is in store, give us courage. Give us peace. And give us vision, Lord, to see, to see things clearly. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your blessings, for your breakthrough, for being the one that we can stand on, the rock that is higher and sturdier and stronger than anything that is coming at us. And we thank you for your peace that surpasses all our understanding. May we rely on you. Take us out into this week now, Lord. Guide us, protect us, and be with us in all we do. We give you all honor and praise, Lord. Amen. Amen. Go out into this week, be blessed, be a blessing, and remember, adjust your focus, take that next step, and be connected. Amen.